Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. We're continuing through our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the sixth chapter of Daniel. Now, remember what the happening, what's happening here, what's been going on. The king has been set up. He's been set up by his <clears throat> leadership, by his satraps, by his commissioners. They were trying to get to Daniel. They could find no fault in Daniel's life as far as the way that he handled his job. So they decided to go at him through his God, and they entrapped the king into doing something that was very unwise. Well, the king has just now realized it because he has been uh, forced to throw Daniel into a lion's den because Daniel refused to bow uh, before anyone else other than the most high God. And so the king did everything that he could to try to rescue Daniel, but there was nothing that he could do. So when we pick it up in verse 16. We saw this in a previous episode, but it's good to set the context and take off, right? Verse 16, chapter 6 says this. Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you constantly serve, will himself deliver you. Boy, is that not just a profound proclamation right there? The king is saying, I can't deliver you. He's the king. <laughs> you would think you'd be able to deliver him, right? He can't deliver him. Uh, he had signed the injunction uh, according to the laws of the Medes and the Persian, a particular kind of way of signing it to where even he himself could not revoke it. It's really sort of foolish, is it not? And so he'd realized it. He realized that he'd been set up. He realized he'd been entrapped. He realized there was nothing he could do. He tried all day to save Daniel. He couldn't do it. Finally, he says, you know what? I'm having to trust in your God and your God whom you constantly serve. He says that a couple of times about Daniel. Will himself deliver you? It wasn't a question. It was a statement. It was a proclamation. I believe it was a statement of belief, a belief in God that this God is the one who will save you. So verse 17 tells us, A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet ring of his nobles, so that nothing would be changed in regard to Daniel. So he sealed it with his ring, and the nobles sealed it, so nobody could come back and say, well, someone rescued Daniel. Someone fed the lions to where the lions weren't hungry. As a matter of fact, that's a, a thing that you'll run across in commentaries. You know, and that's the reason they didn't attack Daniel because they weren't hungry. Though, as we will see later in the story, that is not true. Then verse 18, Then the king went out of his palace and spent the night fasting, and no entertainment was brought before him, and his sleep fled him. So he goes out. He could not sleep. He didn't eat. There was no entertainment. Didn't turn on the TV. You say, well, what entertainment did they have? Oh, we had a lot of entertainment. They didn't bring the women in to dance before him, etc. Okay? And he couldn't sleep. Verse 19, then the king arose at dawn, at the break of day, and went in haste to the lion's den. So you see there's some timing elements here that are involved with how the judgment was executed. The king had tried all day long uh, to find a way out of throwing Daniel in there. But when the sun went down, he had no choice. So that tells us something right there, okay? And when the sun came down and went down, the judgment had to be executed. And then he's laying there all day, all night long, can't sleep. At dawn, at the break of dawn, he went in haste to the lion's den. Well, why at the break of dawn? Why not an hour before dawn? Why at the break of dawn? Because the judgment was being executed at night. At the break of dawn, there's a new day, folks. 
There's a new place of beginning again. Verse 20, when he came near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. And this wasn't some wimpy little thing. Oh, Daniel, I hope you're okay. No, no, he cried out with a, a voice that's just uh, racked with guilt, a voice that's racked with concern. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? That's a question now. So again, he states that Daniel constantly serves him in the living God. He called Daniel servant of the living God. He says, has your God. So the king's acknowledging that this is the real most high God. Has he been able to deliver you? His hope was that he would deliver him. He actually made that as a statement, remember? He said he will deliver you. But then after a night of tossing and turning and wondering, he comes back. Has it really happened? Has he been able to do that? Verse 21, then Daniel <laughs> spoke to the king, O king, live forever. Can you imagine the response of the king at that moment when he heard the voice? The overwhelming emotions, the wonder, <laughs> you know, the awe. Well, verse 22, Daniel continues, my God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouths and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before him. And also toward you, O God, I have committed, uh, O king, I have committed no crime. So Daniel just declares, God found me innocent. I've done nothing before him. I've done nothing before you. I've committed no crime. The Lord sent down an angel and shut the mouths of the lions. Well, listen to what the king was just ecstatic. Verse 23. Then the king was very pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he had trusted in his God. This is a vivid picture of putting one's faith and one's trust in the Lord God, even in the most trying of situations and circumstances, getting thrown into a bunch of really hungry ravenous lines is a challenging situation. How do I know they were ravenous? Listen to the next verse, our last verse for the day, Daniel 6, 24. The king then gave orders and they brought those men who had maliciously accused Daniel and they cast them, their children and their wives into the lion's den. And they had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. In the same way that the Lord closed the mouth of the lion, the Lord can open the mouth and the paws and the strength of the lion to overpower. You see the horrific fruit of this type of malicious evil. Not only were the men themselves killed, but their wives were killed and their children and their children. And so that's the interesting little thing that you can, that you can trace all the way through Scripture. <clears throat> Sometimes people say, well, that's not fair that someone, uh, you know, they did not sin. You're right. They did not sin. And in judgment before the Most High God, the children will not be held accountable. But let me tell you, the fruit of what we do has an impact on our family. Okay? It has an impact. Here the impact was... 
they entered into eternity. It is uh, something to be wondered about. It is something to pay attention to. It is something to say, Lord, Lord, man, I never do anything like that. Okay? The king had realized that he'd been set up. He'd realized he'd been lied to all the way through. What does he do? He cleans house. Who are the ones that he did? We don't know. He says those who had maliciously accused Daniel. I suspect it was the other two commissioners. Okay, Might have been some satraps in it because we know that they were working together, but might have been all 120 of them. I don't know about that. Probably not. But it was enough of them that the king says, I'm going to deal with this. Now, know this. Remember what it said in verse uh, 23. Daniel was taken up out of the den. No injury was found in him because... He trusted in his God. Let us do likewise. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.